Namaste and a very warm welcome to yet another episode on Karishma Connect. This time around, I've got D. Chetanathan, co-founder of Aria.ag, an agri-commerce platform that enables rural farmers in India to make the best out of their harvest using a wide range of solutions, including storage, commerce, financial, through technology. Making it accessible for them is Aria.ag and Nathan sir tells me more about the platform itself, how they launched it, what went behind it, his years of banking experience coming to use, his passion for writing, his book which is called The Heal, how he chooses to compartmentalize his life to ensure that he's happier than ever and why it's important to take risks when you need to. Go check out the episode. Until the next one, I'll see you soon. This is Karishma Connect. Much love. Thank you so much, Nathan, sir, for joining me on Karishma Connect today. I am excited to know about Arya, mainly because I found it really interesting when the email came to me. I found the story extremely uh, different and I wanted to know more about it. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for joining me. And I look forward to this one. I appreciate Karishma to the best of my knowledge and ability. I'll just try to answer your questions. Absolutely. Nathanza, tell me how, tell me about your journey. How did you begin? What are you into? What has been your passion and how are you where you are today? What's special about it? I'll just break this into uh, three parts. Uh, you're asking me to cover five decades in a few minutes. Yes. Uh, so I'll just try to uh, make it as crisp as possible. The first part, I'll uh, talk about education. Then I, I'll talk about uh, uh, brief in terms of my career journey and then uh, into Aria, right? So that's the way I will just put it up. So I actually was born and brought up in a small place called Guntakal in Andhra Pradesh. Um, I studied in a government uh, railway school and government uh, uh, college as far as plus two is concerned. Uh, that was SKB Government College. Uh, then I decided that I actually should not study. Uh, but uh, my father insisted and said that I should study because he felt that education is the only asset that he could give. And that's the wealth creator that he, uh, hence he actually picked up an application for agriculture college and uh, he ensured that I apply for agriculture college. I was the last person to enter the college. Um, so I graduated uh, uh, in agriculture from SV Agriculture College, Tirupati. But while coming out of the college, I was one among the uh, toppers. And uh, I was a sponsored student of uh, uh, Kuramandal Fertilizers. They had a Gromar Fellowship, which they give uh, for the, the brightest student in the college. They conduct an interview and give the fellowship. And I also secured Indian Council of Agricultural Research Junior Fellowship for pursuing my post-graduation. But incidentally, at that time, actually, there was a campus interview which was conducted by Zuari Agrochemicals Limited, and I was the only person who got placed. So actually, I went and joined uh, Zuari. So that's how the career started. But I had the passion to write. So I actually did my postgraduate diploma in public relations and journalism from School of Communication and Management Studies in Kochi, and I was a topper there. And uh, uh, then after that, uh, from Zuari, I moved to Asian Pains. From Asian Pains, I worked as a tutor for a few years. And I actually did as a freelance journalist for some time and then joined Allahabad Bank and then to ICICI Bank. Uh, majority of my time I have spent in ICICI Bank. It's more than two decades. Uh, I have uh, done jobs across many verticals, but predominantly in the rural space. So while I left ICICI Bank before becoming a promoter, I was just a group product head. Uh, for ICICI Bank in the rural and agri space. Uh, that's where my career ended with respect to a professional career. Then I moved into Aria. So 
all the four of us, actually the three promoters and one investor also with us, who is a friend of us. So all the four of us, one day we were debating in Starbucks that we should do something different. And that actually uh, uh, got the seed germinated in terms of Aria. Uh, so when we were looking into this space, uh, uh, there was an interesting opportunity which emerged and we acquired a majority stake with Arya Collateral, which was a J.M. Bakshi group company. Uh, so from there, the journey started. Anand and Prasanna, my co-promoters, actually uh, started uh, initially and I joined them a little bit later because I had to continue for some more years with ICC Bank. Mm -hmm. That's broadly. I think then it's time to ask you this question because I've seen a lot of chatter of late about switching uh, job roles, changing the field, going through multiple different industries. I think it is valid to ask you that question that what was your experience? How did you switch at different stages of your life between these dynamically different industries altogether? I think it's more to do with the ability to adapt to yourself uh, because some people are very fortunate uh, to get into their own track or passion. Uh, right throughout and managing their family life also. I was not uh, one among them. So what I did was that wherever I went, I gave the best and I started liking what I do uh, rather than getting into a job which I'd like. Uh, so that's how I would define. And I think whenever you have the skills of adaptation, you will excel. Uh, and it is much more required in the current context than any other context earlier. Now tell me about Arya. How does the platform work? And also... What makes you believe that in today's time, especially, Arya holds relevance? See, let me break again this into two pieces. One, let me give some macro indicators and then get to why Arya is relevant uh, because it will put the context rightly. Uh, see, the biggest problem which Indian agriculture is facing today is actually 84% of the farmers are small and marginal farmers mm. holding less than five acres of land. Mm. And fragmentation of land is continuing further. So I believe that probably at some point of time, it may reach to 90%, which is significantly large. Mm. Uh, that's point number one. Point number two is that uh, population is increasing. We are already at about 140 crores. And my belief says that based on various studies, which I have been looking into, we may stabilize somewhere between 160 to 165 crores of population. That mm. means we are talking about another 25 crores of mouths to be fed. Mm. Uh, so... And where from this will come? This has to come from the same set of farmers who are actually at this point of time, small and marginal farmers. Yeah. Unless and until we improve their lives, mm. right? Their sustaining into farming is going to be difficult. So we need to address the concerns which are there with respect to small and marginal farmers. Mm. There are two ways in which we can address these concerns. One concern is to say that, how do I improve productivity and thereby the production of individual farmers getting more income? The other is to say that, how within the production which has already happened, how do I give a right price to the farmer? So government has been making various interventions in terms of minimum support price, etc. But beyond that, what is the intervention as private sector we can bring in? So today, the small and marginal farmers faces two issues. One issue is that he is not in a position to sell at a right time because agriculture is unique. The production is actually at a particular point of time, but the consumption is evened out throughout the year, right? So the prices of agriculture commodities at the time of harvest are generally low. So if you don't have capacity to hold the goods for a longer horizon of time, the ability for you to fetch that incremental price will not be there with you. Yeah. So that's one set which we said that we will be in a position to address. 
But if you have to address that, then you need to see that how do you actually bring storage more near to the farm gate? Mm. Because unless and until you store, you cannot uh, uh, hold the commodity for a longer period of time. So you need to store it more scientifically so that the valuation of the commodity doesn't happen. Mm. Second is that at the time of storage, because he is small and marginal, he requires liquidity immediately because yeah. he wants money. So storing and then adding and then giving value to him to say that I am creating liquidity to you is much more critical. Mm. So we blended these two and said that, okay, if you are there anywhere near to the uh, villages, we will come near to you. So most of our operations are now in the primary and secondary markets, more near to the farm gate. 80-90% of our business happens there. So a farmer, a processor, a small trader who is there in this markets can technically store the produce for a longer period of time and fetch values by actually selling at an appropriate time when the price increase happens. Okay. Now, uh, the third uh, point which is there is that uh, whom to sell, right? Because generally what happens is because these are all marginal guys, people uh, generally freeze them out, right? So the need for money is there and you actually dispose of the commodities faster. So can we increase actually transparency in the markets by enabling lot many players to come into the play so that they fetch the better price when the commodity is being sold. So that's how the market has got created, right? So now anybody who's there in the primary and secondary markets could be a farmer, could be a farmer producer organization, could be a trader, could be a processor, has the innate ability to store the produce more near to the farm gate and then fetch values whenever he wants to sell. So that's the beauty which we have created. And I think, as I said to you, that this will continue for at least another uh, 10, 15 years, hopefully. Uh, and we have also now started looking into pre-harvest because climate is one of the factors which is actually impacting agriculture across. And sustainable agriculture is another point which is being talked about. So we acquired a company which is called Prakshep, which is into digital imaging and the satellite images. Now we can actually predict the biotic and abiotic stress at the farm level. So we can guide them what to apply, when to apply, uh, instead of actually blindly going and applying fertilizer and pesticides and making a climate damage. It's now appropriate for them to actually uh, rightly, at right time, give right quantities of uh, uh, these pesticides and fertilizers. I know that you have recently written a book as well, so tell me about that. Uh, you're talking about the specific book of the heel or uh, the journey per the se? Heel. The journey per se as well. Of course, start with the journey and then let me know about the See, heel. I started writing, as I told you, at a very early age. Uh, because when I would have been in 11th standard, probably I would have written the first fiction, Life and a Knife. Of course, it was a 40-page book, not for publication, but just as a passion. Hmm. At that time, I would have probably uh, written a few poems and sent it across to Illustrated Weekly at that point of time. Pritish Nandi was the editor of Illustrated Weekly and referred me to Nizimazikal and Kamala Das. I'm talking about a few decades before, right? Yeah. But uh, somewhere uh, the, the, the profession overrode the passion and I got passionately into the profession, right? For the last 30 years, I have excelled in what I did wherever I was. And uh, the last four years, I have started writing. So I have written about five books now, uh, one non-fiction, one poem and three fictions. The latest is The Heel. It is actually a... Uh, investigative uh, crime fiction which is there so much of uh, like I said in the beginning there's so many diverse occupations that you're part of how does one tie into the other you know whether it's writing whether it's banking whether it's agriculture how does it all tie back 
the important uh, point which which is there uh, for any human being is to compartmentalize things right for example if i would say that god has to pick up uh, the most happiest persons on earth i would say uh, he would probably pick me as one right uh, because i could compartmentalize compartmentalize in in life is that for example you compartment compartmentalize three pockets right one pocket is family the second pocket is what your profession is the third pocket is what you can do to the society right mm -hmm. uh, so if you are clear about these three pockets and family when you define that family what is the circular radius of circle which you want to define as far as the family is concerned because families like us were extended large families i can't satisfy everybody so i'll have to be clear that i would be restricting myself only to this radius as long as you are clear about it the thoughts are clear so your time and intervention in that is very clear when it comes to the second compartment you are clear that it's a professional compartment your brand is there you will not compromise in negotiating so you will keep negotiating to win make profits whatever it is there the last part is what, what is the social objective right so where what you want to do so here i have taken two threads one is education the other is health because i thought poverty has to be taken by the government right balance too can be taken by the others like us so these two activities i have started doing as far as the social objectives concerned somewhere uh, the, uh, the the seed investments which i have been making for various startups falls between two and three because initially it starts with a, a third leg because at that point of time the startup doesn't make money so you'll have to be mentally clear that i am investing in without any returns but over a period of time it will return so it will move from the third pocket to the second pocket if you can compartmentalize i think you will be in a position to make uh, uh, things much more easier to you such a the problem is uh, people blend everything together that that's the problem my last question to you sir is that for entrepreneurs today for startups looking to begin their journey today why do you think because you are so adept and so connected to the rural rural scene why do you think it's important to look at or to prioritize the rural sector and make a difference there what kind of long term impact do you think that holds see uh, i i would say it's more a need and necessity than anything else for people to step in because as per the world bank uh, world bank studies it is estimated that we require at least another 40% more production than what we are currently doing if we have to sustain uh, the health standards across the globe right uh, as much as i was talking about the country it's the same affair across the globe yeah. so and, and land is going to be the same it's it's not going to increase so the only way you can sustain an increase food production is either increasing the productivity uh, for each of the crops by uh, doing lot of research and producing hybrid seeds etc or the second intervention is to say i adopt right agronomic practices and then ensure that the production increases mm -hmm. the last factor which will also impact in this challenge is the climate right which is which we are talking about because pesticides and fertilizers get majoritarily used major get used in agriculture right and which actually damages the climate so if you don't actually do all these fertilizers pesticides usage how are you going to sustain the agriculture and production together right mm -hmm. hence i feel that the technologies which are coming in terms of precision agriculture satellite imaging etc etc will uh, all add together uh, make this a sustainable profitable uh, agriculture hence the need is more than anything else and like other sectors for example today if you have a iphone android phone as far as the utility is concerned it doesn't make any difference but here anything which you do even incrementally 
one kg additional production it's going to sustain masses so i i wish and believe that a lot of people should come into this sector uh, enforce lot many technologies into this and uh, see that uh, good quality produce is produced uh, uh, to sustain the globe and i'd like to add that because you've been in connection to that sector what do you think is that one thing that people need to keep in mind when it comes to approaching that sector the sensitivities of that sector and you know resonating and connecting so each crop is different one second and culturally as a country we are not uniform so the challenges in each of the geographies would be different it, it's not like that you have done one technology for one value chain it can be adopted across so the challenge would be much larger here compared to the other places because it can't be an en mass development it has to be customized to the crop to the specific geography and to the specific culture 